I want to talk to you today uh, based on um, maybe where we find ourselves in our human history. I, I don't know how you deal with that, but I find that in my, my lifetime, I have not known of a time quite like this time in which we live. I've been, I lived through, I was a little baby, a little child in the Korean War. I didn't know, I, I didn't know much about it except one of my cousin's uncle uh, was killed there. I was um, a baby boomer, so I missed World War II. I was then uh, living during Vietnam War and was in the service during that time. Never went to Vietnam, but in a lot of our skirmishes, and I've seen uh, Desert Storm and other of these wars uh, that, have, that we have had. Never seen a time quite like this time. And uh, I, I think that we must be aware of the time, times in which we live, and not take them for granted, and not do the finger pointing, okay? But I, I did pray in the first two services against these incursions and invasions or threatens, threats against sovereign nations because we have brothers and sisters in those nations. And when you travel around the world, you, you love your brothers and sisters. And, uh, and so we've been praying against these strong men, uh, violent men who feel that they can do whatever they want to do. So when I do preach the gospel and I minister the gospel, I'm generally saying something like, be careful how you comport or conduct yourself because it is very possible that you could oppose God when you live in one of those uh, like carefree ways, uh, nonchalant going about or choosing this side or that side based on human factors. You can find yourself in the wrong place thinking you're doing a right, the right thing. So it's very important that all of us know Jesus Christ, know who he is, know what he's done for us, and, and always staying there and not being persuaded by the philosophies of men. And there are men who will have points of view that really sound great until you hear the opposite. And, uh, you know, you and I have been like that. And so that's what I think informs all of this through the Holy Spirit. They don't, uh, this message is not informed by that and by me having some idea of it. But it's informed by the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, let me explain these times in which you live to you. And, let, and, and you share them with my people. That's how I'm saying that. And so this is the second message on empowered by the living Christ. So then that means that God has so empowered us, informed us, indwelt us, that you and I now have been given the power, the strength, the authority from God to uh, live in this day and to live effectively in this day and to bring about what we would call substantive change. That is change that is substantive that you can, as it were, feel it, know it. So this is how we want to live our lives. We do not want to live our lives as a party to anything worldly or uh, from the world. Uh, there are Christians, or the Bible says, that uh, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. He says, so you and I have a command of God to come out from among them. Now, as we have shared this message previously, um, that we have shared it in a way that we're explaining that when God speaks, he doesn't speak to you so much 
as he speaks into you. And what God speaks into you, you become. And so we are finding that the word of God is commanding uh, us these things. Now, if you listen to people, to men, then you'll find your way, you'll find yourself rather swayed one way or the other way. And if I'm swayed over here and I'm leaning over here, that means that my foundation is not solid and strong. And if I lean over here, I have a, a foundation that's not solid or strong. And what that means is that all, all that needs to be torn down because we need to be plumb with God and God's word. That's what God wants us to know. And uh, I remember a number of years ago, a pastor saying, a very well-known pastor, he said, my most difficult job as a pastor is, is getting people to heaven who don't want to go. You know, and what he was saying about that is they, they must not want to go. They don't act right. They don't, they don't listen or adhere to the word of God. So when we talk about being empowered by the living Christ, that's my subject, empowered by the living Christ, then we have to understand that there is a living person inside each one of us. And we are the only people uh, on the face of the planet who are saying that somebody's living in us. And, and so, but we know that is a reality. We know that they don't know that, but we know that's a reality. So let me just kind of sort of get into the word from here. And so we have been enabled by God. We have been given authority by God to be what we are and to do what he tells us to do. So that, does, that means that whatever God tells you to do, you can do. And he takes us through all kinds of, of difficulties showing us that every word of God is true. He takes us through that. I, I know myself. I've experienced much difficulty in my life. Don't feel sorry for me. I don't feel sorry for myself. Uh, and I, there was a time in my life when I thought, I, I can't do this, or I don't want this, or again, God? You know, you, you fight all of those things until you realize these things are working for you. You know, they're showing you that, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are more than able, you know. You know, you're a little, you're, uh, the, the, the Old Testament talks about a, a situation once when Israel were attacked by, by the Syrians and uh, that uh, uh, they went back and, and, and Israel defeated them. And they went back and, and they said, well, the only reason they defeated us, uh, we attacked them in the hills. Um, their God is the God of the hills. And uh, then uh, they said, but if we fight them in the valley, we'll beat them. And a lot of the enemy always attacks us at our most vulnerable time. He attacks us as they were when we were in our valleys. He said, if, we, def if we, we attack them there or leave the hills alone, they have a God who can only do things when everything is up high, you know, on the hills. Everybody's feeling great. That's when their God is successful. So God says, because they say that I'm a, a God of the hills and not the valleys, you will defeat them in the valleys. And so that tells us who we are. Because we have been, we have been enabled by God to win when we are at the top of our game, so to speak. And we are enabled by God to win when everything is against us and we don't feel like it anymore, we still win. We, stand, we win high or we win low, we win. And that's what God wants us to know. And it's because of the reality of Jesus Christ. It's not anything else. It's Jesus Christ. 
um, that who is in us, who is alive, and he has overcome the world. See, see, it's amazing when you have a huge army and you overcome the world. But when you are one man and the whole world, as it were, is against you and you overcome, then you are somebody. And so, so he, he overcame the whole world system. Everything that's, that the devil had with all of his hordes of demonic beings, he overcame them all by himself. And now that life, that spirit is in you. That, that's big for me. That's big for me. Yeah, big for me. And so God wants us to understand that so we don't despair when the odds are against us. I mean, come on. That's looking at it naturally because, in fact, the odds can't be against you. Now, this is why in, in the spirit realm of the spirit, because greater is he who is living in you than he who lives in the world. And, and so he can be against you because the creator of the universe lives in you by his spirit. That, that's so uh, mighty for me. So when we look at the scriptures, God has enabled us to overcome. As I like to say, I've said many, many times in the past, he has built you for success. Amen. He has built you for success. And so here in the scripture, Colossians chapter 2 is my first verse, first two verses, uh, 6 and 7. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Now when the Bible talks like this, the Bible is, is uh, uh, empowering you. The word of God comes to empower you. So when the word comes to you, it comes in you. I trust the word is not being repelled by your doubt and unbelief. That the world comes, the word of God comes to your hearing and suddenly you've got like ear repellent or something on. You know, and you, you just turn a deaf ear to it and the word doesn't enter your heart. But when the word enters your heart, it does what the word does. It, get, it causes you to be an overcomer. It causes you to be empowered. He says, as therefore you are receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So when Paul says this to the Colossians and thus says it to us, it's the word of God that enters our heart. So, so it says that I now can walk into the, in the word of God. Whatever the word of God says, I am, I am. I've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. That's what he's saying. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. So I'm rooted. Um, that's a farming metaphor. I'm rooted in him. I am built up in him. That's a construction, a carpentry thing. So I, I am built up like a plant, uh, a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. And as wheat leaf also does not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So that's what he says. We are like that tree that's planted by the river. It, the roots go very, very deep. They're always nourished. And that's what he's saying about, to, about us. We are always nourished by Christ living in us. And he says, and he talks about being built up. You know, it's like going down deep and you can go high. The deeper you go, the higher you go. So being built up in him and then established. So we're established so that the contrary winds don't shake us, don't knock us down, don't blow us down. Uh, rains don't flood the soil, erode the soil rather around us. We are able to stand anything the enemy brings against us. That's what God wants you to know, and especially during these turbulent times. And so then he says, he ends up saying, um, as you have been taught about, let me read it again, the whole thing. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught. So you don't make it up. 
It's like if, if you have a pastor just giving opinions or you're listening to people just giving opinions or you just think that they're giving opinions, you need to find some other place. Because it should never be that. It should be always the word of God. He says, uh, being established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in the faith with thanksgiving. So you and I abound with thanksgiving. We are super abounders. We, we, we are more than conquerors. That's what it's saying. We go be far and beyond ordinary success. So in Acts chapter 180, he talks about this again, about our, our empowerment. And he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, so he's saying, saying to them, you're going to be witnesses of me everywhere you go. You're going to start right where you are, and wherever you go, even to the end of the earth, you're going to be witnesses of me. Why? Because you're going to receive something once the Holy Spirit is coming to you. And, and I, I like to offer all of us that the Holy Spirit comes into those of us who believe. Yes, he comes and he lives in us. And, that, and the Holy Spirit in us, I don't know if we grasp this uh, uh, or not, but when the Holy Spirit came, it argues for one thing, the, the divinity of Jesus Christ. Because Christ is in you by his Spirit. He's not in you uh, any other way. He's in you by his Spirit. So it argues for the divinity of Christ. Christ is actually who he says he is, or the Holy Spirit is not in you. But the Holy Spirit is in you. And Christ lives in you by his Spirit. And he says, when you receive the Spirit of God, you're going to receive power. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come. So now you, are not, you now have an enablement. So when you and, I, you and I should never say, I couldn't help that. I just had to do that, you know, you know, because you now have the helper in you and, and you have the power in you. So um, so uh, when Jesus says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, So that is a certainty. The Holy Spirit now resides. Our responsibility is to respond to him at all times. Listen at all times. Do whatever he says. Don't do what he says half the time. Now, you know, there's somebody here, including me, who had, at one point in our lives, we resisted the Holy Spirit. If you tell me you never resisted the Holy Spirit, you're doing it right now. We resisted the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit told us to be quiet, don't say anything. I know somebody, somebody resists the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Lord said, be quiet. Let him keep talking. Don't say anything to him. And you said something. Now, I'm not talking about the ladies just, and just necessarily. But sometimes the Lord said, said uh, uh, just let her talk. Don't you say anything. But I just have to, Lord. No, you didn't have to because you have the helper. Are you still with me? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Scripture reads, uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy and he says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, when Paul said that to Timothy, wrote that to Timothy, obviously said it also to Timothy, be strong. What Paul is now doing, he's not doing something from a human standpoint, but Paul is doing something from a God standpoint, a Christ standpoint. So he is doing what he saw uh, the Lord do he, through the Holy Spirit. He, he did not he was, he was one born out of due time, but he saw in the spirit. He interacted with the spirit of God powerfully. Now, 
when you and I were children growing up, we saw our parents do things. And it's good to have good parents. But if we didn't have good parents, what God does, he saves us and puts us in families. You know, what he, that's what he'll do. And so I, I, but growing up, I, I happen to be, we happen to be immeasurably blessed. And many of you were so blessed to have godly parents in that you grew up and you saw them doing things. You heard them say things and you started to do things and you started to act just like your mom and dad. You started to, to, to walk in a, a righteous way. Uh, the uh, uh, a biblical example of that is in the early church where um, Stephen, young Stephen, was they had house churches because the church grew so fast that people didn't have any place to stay. And uh, they were staying in homes and worshiping in homes and whatever. And uh, Stephen, the apostles were there, these great men of God who were uh, doing the same things they saw Jesus do. Jesus said, come out. And so uh, demons would come out of people. And uh, so when the Holy Spirit came, uh, they would say things like, come out. And the demons would come out. Wow. They did the same thing the Savior did. Uh, you know, uh, Peter and John saw Jesus heal. And one day they went up to the temple to pray. To, to pray, And, and uh, this lame man was there. And he had been there since he was born. A young, young thing, anyway. Many, many years. And he looked at him and said, like, like give me help a, a, a lame man. I have no other resource. And uh, they said, Peter said, well, silver and gold, we don't have. We, we're preachers. <laughs> I have to ask the deacons, I guess. But, but uh, we, we uh, silver and gold, we do not have. But what we do have, we'll give to you. What do they have? In the name of Jesus. They said, so they saw Jesus raise the people and say, well, in the name of Jesus. We knew Jesus. We walked with Jesus. We talked with Jesus. We went to heaven and came back in the Holy Spirit. And he, he's in us now. So in the name of what I got, in the name of Jesus, stand up, walk. And this man, the Bible says this man jumped off, never walked before, jumped off, jumped up and started to walk. And it says his ankle bones received strength and he began to walk and, and leap and he's praising God. Can you imagine never walk, never had training wheels, so to, so to speak, never had training wheels, ne never crawl. They say you got to crawl before you can walk, not if you got Jesus in you. So he jumped up off, off the floor and started to walk and was holding on to the, to the problem. Isn't that amazing? They just blow you away. What am I saying to you? I'm saying that, that they were empowered and you are empowered and you begin to associate with people who know that they are empowered and you start acting like you're empowered. Little Stephen began to walk like the, the, uh, the, the apostles. What they were doing, he started to do. And the reason that we don't seem to act like that and walk like that is because when somebody starts to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, we say, well, it's getting weird here. I mean, weird to whom? Weird to the devil's people or to God's people? Weird to the worldly people or spiritual people? Come on, because, because if, if it's weird, it's just weird because you're walking in worldliness. Because, because Jesus came, when Jesus came, miracles were abundant. Blinded eyes were open. Crippled people were walking. People who had skin diseases were cleansed. And when people uh, went, went to, uh, to his meetings and stayed longer than they had provision, he fed them. There were all kinds of miracles. And so we said, it's getting weird now. That's, that's because you're carnal. Is that all right to preach like that? 
You know, so, so this is what Jesus wants us. So when Paul says, be strong, we need more of that emphatic preaching. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so this young man is strong. Why? Not just because Paul said some words, because the word of God and faith entered him. I read to you earlier that you are established in faith, in believing God and trusting God. That's who we are. Now, we may be strange to carnal people, that is, fleshly people, worldly people. We may be strange to them. We should never be strange to people who name the name of Christ when you see miracles among you. Hallelujah. So be strong, he says, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I didn't tell the other two services, but I had just voluminous notes, great notes. They were great notes because the Holy Spirit gave me downloads. And I erased them all. <laughs> Somehow, I erased them all. But, but I was, in, in, those, in those, there were some things about living in the, you know, we are in the world, but not of the world. And being in the world means I am physically in the world. You are physically in the world. But that does not define us. We are, we are not of it. We are just in it. We have been saved out of it. So we are now new creations. We are not of the world. In it, not of it. We are brand new man, a new mankind. So these things that we find spooky should not spook us. <laughs> are you still with me? So we're not of the world. We've been born again. Been born again. So when we tell people, okay, don't, go, don't get excited in here. You know, we, we can just compose ourselves. That's worldliness, frankly. No, we don't want pandemonium. I, I used to say to the church here, uh, and, uh, you know, we were young, young, a lot of young folks and charismatic and, you know, glossolalia was being expressed. You know, glossolalia means tongues and things like that were being expressed sometimes. And, and there were miracles. People were, I mean, amazing healings. People were healed of cancer right here in this church. Been healed of all kinds of things, tumors, everything. Gone, finished, gone. And, uh, but sometimes when things like that happen, people go, oh, whoa, 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 don't, don't, don't get weird. Man, I got a tumor gone out of my side. And you don't want me to rejoice in the Lord. And, and, that, and, and when I lift my hands or whatever uh, the, pre the preacher said to do, and that thing may go away, and you don't want me to do it? You don't, don't want me, me to be healed? What's wrong? I'm trying to say, I'm just asking. That makes absolutely no sense. That's actually an absurdity for those of us who have been empowered by God. I, I'm not, I used to say to our congregation a lot of times, now don't come up in here doing the funky chicken and stuff and, you know, or, you know, or you know that, that crazy dancer or, or trying to climb the walls, you know, saying it's got, because if you climb the walls, I'd say to them, young, I was kidding them, of course, uh, halfway anyway. I said, if you climb the walls, I'm going to climb up there and pull you down. But I really believe in the power of God because we have the all-powerful God living in us. It, 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 is, it is a contradiction to say I have the power of God living in me and I'm powerless. It is a contradiction to say I have the power of God in me, but I don't like power. You know, so, so let us walk in his power. So, so uh, the scripture tells us that we are uh, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, 
as we have been taught, abounding in it with, with thanksgiving. We have received, as we have received Christ Jesus, let's walk in him. So when my receiving of Christ Jesus was a powerful receiving. Are you with me? Okay. So he, he tells him, uh, Timothy, to be strong in this grace. So we live in a different sphere. S-P-H-E-R-E. -E. We live in a different sphere. We live, uh, we, we, we live in, in uh, Earth's atmosphere. We live in the Western hemisphere. But spiritually, we live in the Christ sphere. We do not live in the sphere of the world. We live in the Christ sphere. Now, that doesn't mean that you now can go and teach everybody, hey, come on, no, come on, let's, let's work up some miracles. No, it's not how it works. Yeah. We do this by the will of God. We do this by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You don't make up something. And so, so now we live in the Christ sphere. So that means we live in the realm of possibilities. Anything God wants done can be done now because he has obedient servants. And then let me, this is going to be my last uh, scripture for today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, um, Paul was going to Corinth after he had been in Athens. And he had been in Athens dealing with a lot of carnality and false doctrines and idols and crazy stuff there in Athens. And uh, there were a lot of philosophers, a lot of people with opinions, a lot of people with different views. And so Paul uh, went into the, uh, help me with this word, Areopagus. Did I say it pretty well? Oh, Sleuth, thank you. It was always one of those Greek words that's so difficult. But anyway, he was there in Athens and he was uh, dealing with the philosophers. He was a, a better philosopher than the great philosophers. This is so big. He was so great. And it's like, you know, they came at him with that and he hit him back with it. But I don't know if that was the reason when he got to Corinth, he seemed to have changed. He said to him, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, the witness of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God. This is what I know. There are times when the Lord has had me to stutter and stammer. And I've done that before. And, and you've heard me. You've heard me some today. You know, try to talk too fast. I'm a Texan. I'm an East Texan and I, I'm supposed to talk slow. And that's how I grew up, talking slowly. Yes. And so because I am from East Texas, I'm not supposed to try to preach really fast. <laughs> so when I do, I'll stutter. I'll stammer a little bit. Some of it came from the time when I was a boy. I didn't stutter stammer when I was young. And I had a good friend. I used to mimic him. And then, uh, and I shouldn't have ever done that. But this is the, po the point I want to make in that. Is that God has done something very special and powerful for us. That's just the only point I want to make. That God has done something special and powerful for us. And that living reality is in us. And we need to now seek to live in that sphere of operation. In a heavenly sphere. Uh, Paul teaches us that we've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. So we have a higher sphere in which we live. And I would like for us all to seek, Paul says, that we are to seek those things above, not the things on earth where Christ is seated. 
And so we're supposed to be heavenly. And there was somebody who came up with a good slogan and thought it was good enough. Everybody says, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That's, that's so ridiculous, a ridiculous statement. Because you cannot be truly heavenly minded and be of bad influence and good here on earth. No, no, you, 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 when you're truly heavenly minded, that's when you are much earthly good. And this is what Paul was saying to us. And so uh, lastly, he speaks it into you. He speaks it into you, faith into you, faith into you. When uh, Paul was, was preaching um, in, in a particular place, he was preaching and he saw the, this, this crippled man had, uh, had the faith to be healed. He said, stand up on your feet. And that man who couldn't walk just stood up on his feet. Because, and I've, I've, I've been in a service before, right in this church, when a man, I think it was Timoteo, uh, was uh, was crippled in a wheelchair and was preaching, and he jumped up out of the wheelchair and started walking. Was walking on. I don't know if y'all were there that night. You were there that night. He had just started walking across, and I remember this this Pentecostal preacher. He went crazy when he saw that. I'm just saying that that happened. He was he was walking on his ankles actually, I think, and and just started to walk because of the power of God. You see, when the word, the word of God must reach into your heart, and one of these days, and this is what I, I predict to you, we're going to be preaching, we're going to be talking like we're doing, and, and something's going to happen, and the word of God is going to hit, hit inside you, and you're not going to have time. You're just going to respond to the word of God and, uh, and, and be filled with faith. And whatever you have in your heart and your desire will be done for you. We have actually seen that here. Not once or twice or three or four times. But so many times I cannot tell you how many. And people were actually healed from maladies that they could not be healed from. Because that's who you and I are. That's our inheritance. That's our heritage. Thank you so much. I'll be back.